Kami to come out and be like, <laughs> Hey roommates, I just moved in. Now I got a bathroom mystery. Can you help me? Uh, <laughs> Welcome to Dunstan and- Checks, man. This is the show where we uh, review <laughs> minute by minute the 1996 ape film Dunstan Checks In. I'm Emily Monkey Town. I'm Lord Andrew. And we have a very special guest with us today. You've heard from uh-huh. her before on our Fast and the Furious 6 episode. Um, we are very excited to welcome back. I don't remember if you had a Dunson theme name, but please, everyone, say hello to my Lilith friend. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, I remember having a Dunson name, and I don't remember, like, I said it, and I immediately, like, regretted it, because <laughs> I think it had something to do with, like, throwing feces oh sure Um, oh yeah yeah you had your chance to erase it from history and instead you chose (laughs) you chose to bring it back up i'm i'm proud of you for living honestly no i'm 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 asking you humbly (laughs) for the chance to 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 start anew in your kingdom okay so would would you like to suggest a new dunson name um, I didn't have any ideas which i should have thought of before um coming on the show um how about how about this? We'll respect the nature of my original name. Can I just be called Ape Shit? I think that sounds great. <laughs> All right. When <laughs> uh, what movie are we here to talk about today? Because you picked this movie. We're kicking off oh. guest Guestapalooza. Yeah, Guestapalooza. The next ten episodes uh-huh. will have guests. The guests wow. will pick the films. Lilith, what film did you pick? You're our you're our I've inaugural. Debut. Inaugural. Oh, yeah, that's Andrew, correct. So honored. <laughs> you say it correct every time. There's one that Andrew hates to, to hear, and I always try to piss him off. Um, but you're our first guest with the first pick. Uh-huh. What do you got for us, Lilith? I got Punisher Warzone, uh, wow. which is a movie that rules Coming so Coming out of the gate strong. And, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, this these picks are out of our hands. Yeah. The the guest picks. Uh, we do still, we uh, we haven't. Uh, from the, all the guests that we've heard from so far, we haven't had a need to use this yet. But if 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 the if it arises, if a guest picks a film that both of us, that Emily and I both do not like, we can each burn one veto. Yeah, the only veto. Mm-hmm. Neither of us alone can burn a guest veto. Yeah, but together we can. If we, we both turn the oh key and both burn our vetoes, we can veto a guest's pick. Yeah, that's part of the rules. It's like you could you like put the you know, like the thing with a nuclear launch like you both have to put in a key yeah. to like really get the guest veto to work. <laughs> speaking yeah. of speaking of only having one veto, by the way, you mm. and I did make a wager for an additional veto. Yes. And seeing as I'm suggesting something negative, it, the burden of proof is on you. I think I'm going to need to give you a time limit, and if you don't produce by that time. A trailer for Marley and Me, which clearly shows that the dog does die in the movie. Okay. Then I win the bet, is what I'm saying. That's true. I'm gonna say if you can't get that to me within the next three episodes. Oh, that's plenty of time. Okay. Okay. I'm yeah. gonna give you three episodes recording worth of time. Great. To produce, and I, I, I can't remember if this is the original bet, but I feel like this is in the rules. This is in the spirit of the bet. Uh-huh. I'm not counting DVD trailers here. No, you were, you said oh. theatrical trailers. Theatrical only. trailers. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll go searching. Yes. I will find the dead dog. <laughs> Uh, so that's that's a bleak thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking about a bleak movie today. Well, when when yeah, I was I uh, uh, a youngster, I read a book called No More Dead Dogs, and it was about a boy 
who had to do a book report and he was mad because the book had a de- a dog that died. Sure. And his book report mm-hmm. was like, this book sucks because the dog dies. Yeah. And the teacher was like, you can't do a book report like that. To make up for it, you have to join the drama You have to club. kill a dog. No, it was like his punishment was, <laughs> I think she was somehow the drama teacher as well. So he had to join the school play. And uh, and then he learned it was okay that dogs die. I don't know. I I just this remember. Is the dream you had? No, I just remember the book. Was, was there? The book was called No More Dead Dogs. Was there was was there a dead dog as like a part of plot feature of the play he was in? I think was so. Was that like another it's, level to the punishment? There were dogs everywhere in this book. <laughs> I mean, uh, this was a book you read for for leisure for school. What was what was the circumstance? Uh, probably for leisure, and it was when I was a young nerd okay. who read every book. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, Lilith, we're gonna you know start talking about the minute. But whenever you feel like it is most appropriate for us to begin talking about Punisher Warzone, jump right in. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I have I I have it pretty clearly staked out as like near the end. Perfect. So like, yeah. Sounds good. We're good. Uh, so this minute uh, picks up Dunstan in reaction to in the at the end of the last minute. Yeah. Lord Rutledge slamming his hands on the table. In dissatisfaction with the Beeman's gum wrapper. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, Dunstan rolls off of his chair. There's a real action movie roll, I would yeah. say. And it really kicks off this minute. You like might, it is, The kind of thing that the Punisher might do, you might even say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can start. I'm okay to start. No, we, I want to start when you want us to start. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to in advance, make your case for this movie being connected. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was. Do you do you mind if I really quick tell the story of like how I picked the minute? Oh sure. Like, sure. You, you like, or how I picked the movie? Like, you texted me like, "Hey, would you want to do Dunstan checks men?" And I was like, "Sure." Uh, and you mentioned like, "Yeah, you can pick the movie." And I just said, "Okay, can you pick a minute where Punisher Warzone would work?" And then I watched it, and just. I mean, monkey action movie sequences and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, what we're talking about. And I was just like, oh, okay, Punisher Warzone. <laughs> Bam. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I I want to save when I... There's a moment later in the minute that I thought actually really does tie it to Punisher Warzone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'll, I'll save that for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's... let's Go ahead with the minute. Sorry. Uh, so Dunstan rolls off of this chair, and he's got the the fanny pack full of jewels. Yes. And he climbs to the top of is. It, are you? Would you think this is a dresser? What is this? Um, I would call it a dresser. Yeah. Because I on a on a subsequent watches that you can see there is maybe like a bar element to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think maybe Lord Relic just sort of set set his bar up on top of the dresser. Maybe. Well, it looks like I mean like the hotel bar, like the glasses and the. Like where where it's all laid out. Yeah, I'm You're saying Lord Relish might have done that. Why? What? I do. I I don't. I don't understand. For entertaining purposes. What? Maybe it's the hotel ho- had glasses like in a cabinet. Oh. He took them out and set and displayed them somewhere for entertaining purposes. I've never. Like in a hotel, though, they would have glasses yeah, I in, feel a like cabinet? in a cabinet. Hotel, the glasses are out. Yeah, they're out. Like, like they would just have like a little bar area. Yeah. Well, maybe they didn't have a bar, and that's the problem. Maybe they were just like on the counter in the little kitchenette. Uh-huh. And Laura Relish was like, "Well, this won't do. If I'm entertaining." 
I gotta mm. put them in the in the socializing area. He's, who is he entertaining? Dunstan? It is baffling to me that the idea of moving glasses, you're just like, I don't understand. How could this be possible? <laughs> I suggested someone move some glasses, and you're like, hold on, bitch. I'm not gonna let you get away with this. Okay, well, first of all, you worded it as moving the bar. I said he and set was, up the bar on the dresser. <laughs> I was like, you move the entire... He's like, I am displeased with where this bar is in no, my hotel room. Is, That's like moving the bed in the hotel room. No, That's, it's not. I'm trying to get... I'm trying to explain. What I'm saying is perhaps there was no bar. There was just alcohol and okay. glasses set up in disparate locations. Uh-huh. And he coordinated them and set up his own little bar on top of the dresser. Maybe. That feels like a, a bigger reach than it was just there. Well, yeah, okay. I feel what, like that's what, just what it, hotel rooms do. <laughs> you know, hotel rooms just have the glasses there. Okay, but yeah, then why are yeah, all those fucking to drawers encourage on the, the thing? drinking. I, maybe that's where the alcohol is. All I'm saying is I think this is a dresser mm. that a bar has been set up on top of. Okay. I think the hotel would have done that, though. Okay, fine. I, I don't think Lord Rutledge, because I also don't think he's entertaining anyone in his room. He's still entertaining all ladies that he's conning. No, because he's got Dunstan in the room. Yeah, Dunstan goes in the trunk when he has company over. Mm. This is an established that's article. The, I don't know if that's within the text of the film. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Dunstan climbs on top. Uh, Lord Rutledge says, I'm in no mood for this. And then he, he, he kind of repeats. He goes, don't do this, Dunstan. And then he, he grabs his cane. Yeah. And he says, you remember what happened to your brother? And then he does something special with the cane. Yeah. It, I, I don't know if it's a rotation or if it's a clicking. Yeah. I, I, I interpret it as a rotation. But it, it, or maybe it, the hotel rotated it for him. Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> He said, can That's I get someone here to rotate are, my cane? <laughs> so what ejects from the bottom of his cane yeah. is like grabby spikes. Yeah. Yeah. So is, do you think he could mechanize this to grab something? Or is I'm, this like It's a, unclear to me what this device is to be used for. It looks similar to me to, uh, if you recall, the the head scratchers that were very popular in sure. in mall kiosks. I um, my first thought was um, the device that is used to remove the bug from Neo's belly button in the Matrix. Sure, sure. That's definitely, um, I yeah, it definitely just like, I'm sure there's somebody somewhere. Who will who will sell you something called a monkey murdering cane? And I feel but like any cane is a monkey murdering cane if you swing it hard enough. But I mean, this one has a, has an extension. Yeah, but it okay. seems to be designed, I think, for stabbing monkeys. Is it for stabbing? Because I feel like just a conventional sword cane would be better for that. I I feel like this is for grabbing. I feel like this is for. Okay, I feel like this is for. There's inserting there's somewhere more. and pulling things out. I'm gonna say that. That's you there's know. There's another fair. movie that it actually like kind of reminded me of a thing from, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, this isn't the one. I don't know. F- probably fortunately, honestly, but yeah. um, like the 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 thing they use to cut people's balls off in Planet Terror. I was also gonna um, say that it, it it somehow to me suggested that um, balls would be removed. I don't yeah, remember yeah, that yeah. part of Planet Terror. Nor do I, but I did immediately look at this device and think that's for removing testicles. I thought oh, maybe- yeah, there was there was a guy who would just cut off balls and uh, throw. He wasn't he one of the guys the, the, the guy from Lost? 
Uh, I I know that the guy from Lost, Jeff Fahey, is the actor's name. I knew that I know that he's in Planet Terror. I don't. I haven't seen Planet Terror like since it came out on DVD. So. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. <laughs> uh, well, whatever this device is for, we can all agree it's bad. Of course, played yeah. Frank Lapidus on Lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, we can read this bad and would someone hurt. Someone opened the lost door, and I'm like, I'm trying to walk away from it, but I can just, I can see lost on the other but side of the close door. Close the hatch, okay? <laughs> Put in the numbers or whatever you got to do to keep it away for another day. <laughs> the numbers you're talking about: four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, forty-two. Okay, now hit execute, and then we can be safe for another 172 hours or whatever. It's 108 minutes, obviously. Uh, 108, of course, being the sum of four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, forty-two. Go to hell! <laughs> you're the one who brought up lost, Lily. <laughs> I I I foolishly thought that that would bring up some kind of like recollection, but mm, no. I mean, I do recall that Jeff Fahey was in the film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So then the he says Samson liked to play games. We all remember what happened to Samson. Mm-hmm. Now th- this is where I thought the the Punisher Warzone tie-in was. This is. I mean, this is a dark. Oh. Term. Yeah. Because he killed, we, we, the implication is now clear. I, bef- up until this point, I feel like mm-hmm. it was sort of ambiguous, maybe just through inaction. Uh, mm-hmm. Rutledge allowed Samson to come to his death. Mm-hmm. But this seems pretty explicit that Rutledge murdered Samson. Yeah. yeah. I still believe it could be that he sent Samson away to the, to the bad to the testing system. Oh, sure. The bad factories that test on animals. Yeah. I think that mm-hmm. could be where where he sent. But that is also death. Like that's yeah. that's a, a you know, a clear yeah. clear he he did it. Um and so then this is where Dunstan, he's still on top of the dresser. Yeah. He reaches into the fanny pack mm-hmm. and he pulls out what appears to be a glass ball, a crystal ball, a small crystal ball. It was a topper ball. from the perfume. Yes, but he doesn't reveal that yet yeah he, he to all that lord rutledge sees is it's a shiny thing yeah dunstan's coming around i believe rutledge does refer to it as a diamond in this minute yeah, well i don't remember him saying the word diamond i do but he does say yes yeah but then it's revealed that it is not a jewel it is the topper to the perfume yeah because dunstan shows that it's the bottom you see the bottom part where it would become the, the topper screwer, yeah and this is where lord rutledge says you blithering idiot yeah, drop now, it. Now that's a <laughs> for a monkey though. What do you mean? It seems like an odd insult. I don't know. Any... It, I think he's trying to be too British. Okay. And I don't know what's. I don't know if that's a screenwriter. I, I think don't it's know if a that's screenwriter. I mean, Rupert Everett is British, right? So I don't. You think he's just trying to ham up his own Britishness? Yeah, I think he really is trying to be too Britishish. Okay. Well, do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, I, I, I don't, I'm honestly like, I'm getting a lot of, I'm just kind of taking in context of this movie. Cause I still have you've, not watched the whole thing. You've watched two um, minutes of it at this point. Yeah. I've watched two disparate minutes of it and then like <laughs> listened to some podcast episodes that kind of bridge those two minutes. And, sure. um, I still have no fucking clue. So to be I'm perfectly mean, honest. I mean, Lilith, so in the last minute that you, you were on with us, that was a, I believe that minute was wholly with, uh, with uh, Mr. Grant and his son. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And now you're meeting uh, Lord Rutledge for the first time. The worst character. Yes. How, how, do, how do you take Lord Rutledge? I mean, yeah, he, with seems, or without he seems like a monkey murderer um, is the big thing that I take from Lord Rutledge, uh-huh. uh, or at least a monkey torturer. Yeah. Um, seems like a real dick. W- would you believe that this man is a successful con artist? 
Your, your silence maybe, speaks volumes. Maybe. I... Uh, Do you find him really? entertaining to watch? God, no. Good. Honestly. I'm, I'm right there with you. I hate him so much. Andrew said he was pleased when he came back into the movie, and I couldn't be more in disagreement. Oh, I, I then immediately didn't like it when he was back in the room with Dunstan. Sure. I like it when Lord Rutledge is alone. Fair, I guess. I still find him grating in those circumstances. But is it is he grating because of his w- weird stylized Britishness, or is it the, the whole is the cruelty? It's all it's all bad. Okay, it's all bad. I think it's a bad <laughs> performance from Rupert Everett. I think I think the character is ill conceived. I think there the specific notes of the dialogue don't work well. I think it's just a, a complete and total creative failure. If I'm being honest. Mm. Uh, then we have, oh, this is, this is great. Dunstan tosses this, uh, perfume l- jar lid. At his head. At, at his noggin. Rutledge. Yeah. And it knocks him. Doesn't knock him out. Just no, hurts him. It hurts. But I bet then that would hurt. Dunstan full on jumps at him. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. I would like to talk about a noise that happens when Dunstan jumps. Oh, okay. There's a noise that I could not tell was meant to, if it was meant to be a Dunstan scream or part of the soundtrack. Oh. And I don't know how. I mean, it, it, it seems to me that that noise didn't occur to you. Lily, did you notice anything odd about the noise that happens when Dunstan jumps? I feel like I did, but I've only watched the minute twice sure. now. So The, the problem really is it doesn't. Is it sounds like neither. It does not sound like an orangutan screaming, and it does not seem like something that could or should be part of the soundtrack. I, mm-hmm. Based mm-hmm. on my memory alone, I would say I think it's meant to be a Dunstan noise. Okay. I will agree with you that it is a failure because it doesn't even stick out in my brain until you mention it. And I go, oh, yeah, there is something there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So then now based on true life tales that we've heard of monkeys, people that own monkeys as pets Mm -hmm. and the things that can go wrong. Yeah. Shouldn't Lord Rutledge be in a lot more trouble here? Well, you're I mean, specifically apes too, right? Yeah. Because you know, monkey, you'll typically own a little spider monkey. It's not going to rip your arms off or yeah. anything. Um, but the uh, but like orangutans are are vicious, apparently. Yes. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there's a I vividly remember the news story of a woman who owned and loved her her pet orangutans and they ripped her face off. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the face was off. I think a lot of face and, and I'm off. off. Yes. Yes, if only I had chosen that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, what, what I bring to mind, and I'm, I'm sad to report that this is the fact, hmm. but I remember a number of tales of uh, Kevin Smith and Jason Mused being warned by the trainer hmm. on set of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back about that orangutan hmm. and how it could easily murder them. Yeah. And almost did in one, in one instance. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, it's it just seems... Uh, like I, I think this should be the the next scene should have been the the police discovered Lord Rutledge dead in his hotel yeah. room, <laughs> and then just Dunstan makes a good friend. Yeah, I mean Dunstan is also small for an orangutan. I w- I would say. Hmm. I feel like most orangutans are bigger than Dunstan. Do you think he's young, or do you think that's like a goldfish thing? Excuse me. Because he's kept in the trunk. <laughs> you think? Okay, so oh. what you're. So what you're that suggesting? Bums me out. What you're suggesting is that orangutans, like goldfish, grow to fit the size of the container. I'm saying perhaps that happened in Dunstan's case, I'm, because he was in Dunstan's case. I want this on record. I want all the <laughs> listeners 
to tweet about how correct I, need a I am. I spit take. Because I'm a filter. This man over here, and I'm pointing at Andrew. I don't know what you mean. This man over here. What's happening? Thought it was completely unfeasible <laughs> that a hotel could have glasses in cabinets. <laughs> and yet here he is suggesting that orangutans grow to fit the size of their container. I'm suggesting that this movie would would follow that rule. No, it would not. <laughs> so you think he's a young he's a young boy. Even if we accept your idea uh-huh. that we're not going with what is real but what the movie thinks is real. Yeah. Do you honestly think the movie what do you think is more likely? That the movie wouldn't put a lot of thought into set design or that they would have complicated lore about the way orangutan anatomy works in their universe? The lore is not complicated. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The box stunted his growth. Okay. If anything, the cigarette stunted his growth. A team of scientists <laughs> created a new form of orangutan <laughs> that would grow only to the size of the box that it is contained in. Well, that would allow for a really interesting modern King Kong. Sure. Because he just keeps this growing. This is called the Dunstan Project. You just don't put him in a room and he keeps growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Uh-huh. That's fantastic. I love Let's that. Let's talking about this fucking minute. Uh, you know, what's next? <clears throat> oh, so then Dunstan... So after Dunstan jumps at Lord Rutledge, he seems to go uh, still. Yeah. Very still. And uh, uh, allowing Dunstan to get off of him and run for the window. Mm-hmm. I, I, To me, the only way I can take this is this is his self-defense. He knows that this 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 ape could kill him. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. he's like, if I just don't act threatening, maybe he'll get off me and we can get on with our lives. That's, I mean, that's probably what I would do. Yeah. Because I, yeah. don't, I don't think he's, he's, because he's definitely not knocked out. He gets right back up. He gets back, he gets up again. Yeah. He gets knocked down. He gets, he gets up, up again. again. They're never going to keep him down. Go to hell, both of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you okay? Do you need a whiskey drink? <laughs> How about a vodka drink? <laughs> How about a tequila drink? <laughs> God. Um, so then Dunstan runs for the window. Yes. Lord Rutledge shouts at him, you're behaving like a wild animal. Yeah. That's now. That's what we call a joke. Hmm? Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say it's funny. Oh, okay. But that's yeah. a joke. Yeah, I was gonna say you're not you're not reaching for the bell. So no, I'm I'm checking off. A joke has been made in the film. <laughs> okay. They have executed it. It it makes sense. It's not funny, mm-hmm. but the, you mm-hmm. know I I appreciate it was as an effort was made there. Mm-hmm. So now Dunstan's out the window. It's a foul ball, I would say. It wasn't a oh, strike, but go. it was a foul ball. There we go. That's a fair. That's a fair metaphor. Thank Dunstan's you. out the window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I took note here because after a few watches, I I was intrigued by the way that Lord Rutledge shouted Dunstan here. Okay. And I can't. I don't know if I can fully replicate or explain what it is about the way he's shouting Dunstan that's different than every every other time he shouts Dunstan. Mm-hmm. But to me, it sounds like he's putting a little English on the end. He's putting a little extra N. Dunstan. Dunstan. It's like, it's really, it's it's different from every other time you said Dunstan. That's interesting. I did not notice that. Because uh, it's not an extra O. It's almost like there's an extra N mm. right at the end. And he's mm-hmm. making sure to say it. Okay. Uh, so then, now Dunstan is outside climbing on the side of the building. Mm-hmm. He and has, now I would like to talk about Punisher. Great. Or so. Here we go. 
Sorry. Here we go. Oh. Thank you, Emily. And my favorite part of Punisher Warzone, uh, just jumping in, is just the parkour dudes. The parkour who... dudes kick ass in that movie. It's very fun. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't yeah. understand them. This is this is my second time watching this film, and I forgot about all of that. I would also call this my second time watching the film. Yeah, and I just, I, I don't. I like my fifteenth. <laughs> uh, what? So you enjoy this film, Lilith? I enjoy this film a lot. I would also like to it's... say, for the record, that despite only having seen it two times, I also enjoyed this film. I, I'll i say for the record, I don't enjoy this film. I would, and this second time really cemented it for me. <laughs> I would go so far as to say this is my favorite uh, filmed uh, iteration of The Punisher. Absolutely. Have you seen the... What's his name? Which one? Hasselhoff? Did he play Punisher? No. David, uh, you're thinking of... Uh, he played Nick Fury. Not. No, it was a wrestler played Punisher. No, it was Dolph Lundgren. He's not a wrestler. No, he's not a wrestler. No, he's not. No, sweetie. He's not a wrestler. He boxed once. In a film, yeah. Yeah. yeah in a film, he sure did. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how that works, right? I would argue that he boxed. I, I mean, I can, off the top of my head, think of two examples of him boxing in film. Okay. I think Rocky he does Ford have some, like, some professional, like, now, he did. I don't think he ever fought professionally, but uh, he definitely wasn't like a professional wrestler. Uh, but I you know think he, he is trained in some martial arts. You know what? He does have a degree and as well, and has like written oh, like yeah. at least I believe a, like a paper at some point. Mm. Uh, astrophysics. Yeah, I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember he's, hearing that. He's a smart boy. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, so this, but you've so Emily, you've seen the Thomas Jane Punisher and didn't yeah. care for it. I did no, I didn't care for that one. I didn't care for the the Netflix series either. Uh huh. Um, but I like this movie quite a bit. Uh-huh. I I like the Netflix series, but yeah. I like that actor. You're kind of basic like that, yeah. And I'll, <laughs> yeah. You also you didn't. I mean, you didn't like the Daredevil where he was introduced, right? Uh, correct. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like Daredevil season two. Yeah, so there was no hope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for that Punisher. Well, to be fair, actually, I haven't seen the Punisher TV show. I've only seen Daredevil season two, and I didn't like that. Oh, okay. Um, because they 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 have the micro character in the Punisher season one. I haven't watched Punisher season two. Okay. But I I always think that's interesting because he's not in the Thomas Jane Punisher. Yeah. And he is here. He is in. In fact, this is. I oh, I wanted to make this announcement. This is our first <laughs> film announcement. Yeah. First film. That we've that has been paired with a minute that features another Seinfeld uh, recurring or main cast member. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Can that be true? Because I don't think we've had any with uh, the other one. I would assume that would pop up is Julia Louis Dreyfus. That's true. I I wouldn't put it past Wayne Knight to have showed up in a previous film we've picked. No, no, I would have announced he gets, it. He gets, the, he, gets a, he gets around. Because <laughs> uh, also, only... would you consider Wayne Knight a Seinfeld main character? Well, I said recurring or main. Okay. That's the because he's it's, he's not a one off. No, I'm he, gonna fi- I'm gonna find Poppy in one of our films. Uh, he's Poppy's not recurring. Uh, Poppy is recurring. Poppy was in like five episodes. Oh God. Yeah. Only in one season. Well, I guess everyone shows up in the last season. season no, it was season. more than one season too. Oh my God. Poppy Poppy comes back, baby. Poppy's got legs. <sighs> I remember not liking Poppy. <laughs> That's my problem. Um, I'm gonna find uh, I'm gonna find uh. <laughs> 
Anyway, I, I, just to I'm warn you, I'm gonna find Brian Cranston in one of our old movies. Yeah, I would allow that. <laughs> I, I will at some point probably pick B movie, so that'll be our. I'm gonna find. That'll uh, be a big one. I'm gonna find Banya in one of our. Uh, back yeah, episodes. Banya might actually be in one of our movies. He might be in Looney Tunes back in action. I would buy that. For, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Let me tell you that much. Wait, wasn't first a brief second? I've envisioned Wayne Knight in. Looney Tunes back in action. But yeah, I'm, I can totally see that. Is wait, but he's not in Space Jam. Am I crazy? No, he's definitely no. Wayne Knight is fully in Space Jam, but he so he can't be in back in action. Probably not. Yeah, but I mean Michael Jordan was in back he died in action. In space no, what, Michael, it was the it was like a hologram of Michael <laughs> it was Jackson. It's like weird recycled footage J- J- of Michael Jackson. Yeah, Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, this we both. <laughs> well, I said it because you said it. We both went to the wrong J name. Okay, well someone did first, and then someone followed. Who's Punish more your foolish, war zone. The fool of the fool who follows him. There, thank you, a beetle. <laughs> that was that was Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, Lilith, I take it are are you very familiar with the weird production history of the of Punisher War Zone? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, please yeah, yeah. tell I'm a, us. I'm a big fan of Lexi Alexander. Um, she I follow rolls. her on Twitter. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah she seems follower. very rad. She kicks ass. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's she's great. Uh, pretty much, like a lot of people on, on the staff of this movie are like really good. Um, but yeah, Lexi Alexander specifically uh, is is amazing. And she she wanted to make a Punisher movie. I don't think she had any particular interest in a Punisher movie, and was just kind of approached by the studio, uh, just like, "Hey, we want you on the Punisher movie." And uh, from what I've I've, I've because I've listened to a number of podcasts with her talking about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she specifically said, like, essentially she was waiting for them to fire her. Wow. Um, that that she thought that they just made, like, a big weird mistake um, and just didn't even, like, look at her resume or, or something <laughs> like that. And uh, But eventually, you know, obviously she just kind of made the damn movie. Um, and uh, it's just... It's so like striking visually because of that like like she definitely has a very distinct eye uh, and a very distinct style cinema mm-hmm. uh, 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 you know when w- with working with cinematographers and obviously the the cinematographer for the movie was great too but uh, it's it's a really interesting looking movie uh, I think and I think a lot of that has to do with its its odd uh, choices in production staff. Mm-hmm. I, I I just for me what sticks out with this movie is that it is more or less not a sequel to the Punisher movie that had just come out like three or four years before it, mm-hmm. and it very much d- does that right from the beginning. It's just like, yeah, forget about that. This is just you know it, here's you know here's Frank. He's doing his punishing, whatever. Yeah, I I kind of like that comic book approach to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I especially love like you know instead of like giving us the backstory again, they gave us like a two minute slideshow yeah. at the beginning, not even you know like like twenty minutes into the movie, mm-hmm. uh, of just like yeah, this is what happened to Frank Castle, uh, <laughs> if you don't know it yet. I I also enjoy the um, the what is he FBI the FBI guy who's like I'm gonna get him. I'm going to get uh-huh. the Punisher. <laughs> and he's just the most bumbling, dumb idiot that ever lived. 
Well, because he likes the Punisher. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think he like likes the Punisher, maybe. I would like, agree with that. I would, I would co-sign that. Well, the way at the yeah. end he says Frank is very like, <laughs> like, honey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come get <Frank>. this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's very cute. The um, I really like that. Yeah. The thing I really don't like about this movie mm-hmm. uh, is... A character that they call Looney Bin Jim. Just regrettable. Uh, yeah. And I think especially to me because there is no basis for this character in the comics. They whole cloth made him for this mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's he's a he's a man who is at a mental institution and uh, is related to the main bad guy. Uh, Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Yeah. Uh, and then they when they break him out. Uh, it's revealed that he's a cannibal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of just a, 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 a kind of grotesque uh, a caricature of uh, just kind of uh, amalgamized mental illnesses. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that's not great. No. No. Uh, and uh, it's it also, it seems weirdly implied that his his mental illnesses give him the strength to fight the punisher (laughs) yeah 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 which is just very odd yeah but yeah yeah for me that that really brings this movie down yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i there are definite problems with this movie Mm -hmm. um but like there are so many things that i fucking love about it and so many just like like honestly, you could sell this whole movie on me uh, to me. It just in the scene where like all the mafiosos are at their dinner, the lights cut out, and Punisher lights up a fucking road flare right next to his face, mm-hmm, lighting yeah. everything in that fucking awesome red light, and then he just walks up to that old dude and cuts his fucking head off with a knife. Like that that clip should have 17 oscars at this point it's extremely good i mean yeah they start the movie with that and i for me that's like the best action sequence in the whole movie as he as he goes down the line and takes out or injures gravely each of the people at the mafia table yeah i would agree with that i would agree with that being like the best action sequence because there's also a weird, I, I, I think uh, uh, some movies don't care about this. There's a weird tactical thing where he starts with, you know, the knives and the melee weapons and everything around him. But then once mm-hmm. the lights come back on, that's when he's like, well, I better clear this out. And then he starts shooting. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. It, it, that escalates to where he's hanging from the chandelier uh-huh. and just spraying it, the room. Which is, it, 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 here's the thing. I'm going to say I'm glad that that move got used by a better movie than the Boondock Saints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and who's the the actor who played Ray Stevenson? No. Yeah. 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 I, I like him a lot. Yeah. I think that's He's a big so part good. of why I like this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they. I'm going to recycle a point talked about on the How Did This Get Made about this movie, which okay. featured director mm-hmm. Lexi Alexander. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I like that Ray Stevenson's version on Punisher is like kind of not in shape and like yes. not efficient. He's just like this sort of big huffing and puffing, sweating machine of hate. He, he's which, a human tank. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which I really like. I think that's a much better take on the Punisher than, than any of the other screen versions. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I can get on board with that. <laughs> Uh, the 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 thing that I wanted to tie it back into Dunstan that I thought was uh, interesting was within this minute of Dunstan, uh, there's a reference to, you know, you know what happened to your brother and that Samson liked to play games. But then in within this minute, there's no definitive answer of what happened to him, except yeah. that he's just not here anymore. Yeah. And I would tie that to Looney Bin Jim because the way they talk about that character before he is he is broken out of the, the mental facility. Yeah. Is like, yeah. oh, your brother, you know. That's you know, I'll I can I'll go with you on that one. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's the, the only similar narrative device that I hope introduces a similar character uh, to Dunstan checks in. Yeah, in the back half of Dunstan checks in, <laughs> Samson does get break, broken out of the uh, testing facility that he's in <laughs> by the children and Dunstan, and the, yeah, yeah, yeah he tears his way through that hotel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is correct. Yeah, that's very correct. And then Lord Rutledge, he gets his face all cut up, and so then he gets mad and comes back. <laughs> this is very silly. Yeah. And then that leads to the sequel, mm-hmm. Dunstan colon Warzone. <laughs> Dunstan Warzone is yeah. what you're calling this. <laughs> yes. All right. You know what? You know what is something I, I want to talk about a little with Looney Bin Jim? What? It's sort of weird how in films and movies, mental institutions are just down the line portrayed as uh, poorly run, abusive uh, places. Yeah. And mm-hmm. how no one really seems to be, it, it, there's no wide scale movement to be like, hey, we should fix that. Yeah. 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 Cause it's like, yeah. like they make it all cartoony in movies, but it's not great. <laughs> yeah it's I, I not wonder, good i wonder if that's a weird opposite effect where people see it in movies and they go oh that's super not what it's like in real life yeah well <laughs> it, so i think it's that and then also like whenever you see the grungy dingy mental hospital you see like these bizarre caricatures of mentally ill people who i i you know are just uh awful yeah, and you know murderers and and cannibals and all of those of those kinds of things, and so you know doesn't really. Yeah. It's, it's a it's, whole bad it's situation. Stigmatizing, and yeah, it's bad. You, well, are, I mean, I think that's part of it too. Is ninety percent of the time when a film is visiting a mental institution, it is because they yeah. they want to showcase some kind of other character, which mm-hmm. is uh, you know. But not great. Mm-hmm. But even in like you know, like let's look at Terminator Two. I mean, the background characters are, in that are not great. But Sarah Connor certainly is a sympathetic character. Like she's not a caricature well, yeah. of mental illness. But in that movie, the facility is still portrayed as like the horrible, abusive mm-hmm. place. I I but thought the, you were you were thinking even more recently with uh, Glass. glass. Yeah. I was also thinking of Glass. Yeah. But you know, I, you don't want to start talking about Glass because then you're talking about Glass, and that's a slippery slope. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say it's a pointy slope. <laughs> okay. I have to end the episode now. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. <laughs> um, Lilith, any more on Punisher Warzone you wanted to talk about? Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I wanted to talk about because I'm, I'm right fresh off of a rewatch. Um, it's, a fucking, it's a fucking really good movie. Um, Wayne Knight is really fun in it. I think yeah. um, I might be alone in that. But, no, uh, I like Wayne Knight a lot in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, no, I didn't have any other points other right. than to say 
I enjoy I enjoyed Wayne Knight. Yeah, it's also I mean there are some there are some jokes that I maybe would not prefer, but I I, I like when oh, Wayne yeah. Knight is fat and in a movie, and it's not all about him being fat. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of one of my big problems with Jurassic Park, a movie that a lot of people love. It's like, what are we doing here with this Wayne Knight storyline? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Aside from a few like throwaway lines, it is largely not about his weight in this movie, which I I, I like to see that in a Wayne Knight performance. Yeah, yeah. And just tying back to like what I introduced at the beginning, what I was talking about, the scene where the parkour dudes are like doing uh like kind of crappy parkour across the roof and then a fucking RPG just kind of comes in from out of frame and turns one of them into dust yeah. is one of the funniest scenes <laughs> I've ever it's so it's extremely good. just the visual comedy of this because <laughs> the way they've sh- they shot it it's very it it feels funny there's a weird kind of locked off camera shot for that um but yeah that it's good shit there's I, there's a lot of good rpg moments in this movie because i, I also oh, yeah. enjoy the other one where a bunch of uh battos are in a room and then we just <laughs> see a little like what's it called barrel of a of of a gun that we don't necessarily know what it is stick through the door uh-huh. and then it mm-hmm. turns out it just that just explodes the entire room <laughs> yeah 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 because yeah. yeah. the punisher just jammed it through the wood of the door yeah it's yeah i also i don't know i feel like just generally it's something that i really that really appeals to me about this film is it is a lot another moment that i enjoy is when when uh jigsaw is first going into the glass and just like as broken glass is pouring in arm he's just screaming fuck you castle <laughs> it's just there, there's big moments in this movie that are really enjoyable yeah. no i the, you know honestly one of the things there okay there's a couple things a couple more things i want to bring up that yeah. i'm now, just now remembering one of the things that i thought while watching this movie is that like it is it's a very dense kind of movie that has a lot of things going on in it all of the time and yeah. like i would make and or listen to a movie by a minute on punisher Warzone. oh my god um, i think it's a good candidate because it's, it's a movie of strong choices yeah 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 it's a movie of strong choices and a lot of like backstory behind his production um mm. and so there, there's a lot of a lot of stuff to mine but also Perhaps just because I was thinking of you know uh, uh, of this podcast uh, and you two while I was watching it, the the climactic scene at like the penthouse where mm-hmm. Jigsaw and Ludi Bin Jim have uh, Wayne Knight's character and uh, the the cop's wife and daughter like mm-hmm. held hostage. That scene, the set dressing and set design felt very Super Mario Brothers movie to me. I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that for sure. I'll co-sign that one for sure. I mean, the whole weird thing where they get a palace, do they just steal that from another mob family or did they have that the whole time? Uh, Mobsters are like hermit crabs when when (laughs) they just move into... Different. I think that's exactly what happened. I mean, I think they just had a dilapidated like hotel kind of thing with a nice penthouse suite. The, the other thing about uh, the other over. thing about mobsters is once you, once they move into a palace, they grow to fit. So the <laughs> more people join the mob, yeah, exactly, to fit the size of the palace. That's exactly right. Yeah. No, that that that's why they recruited. Yeah. The um that that final scene that you're talking about the um it it's like the it's it's so. Micro is tied to one pole, kind mm-hmm. of, and uh, uh, the the woman and, and her daughter are tied to another. And it's like the middle of it is an emptied out 
hot tub pool. Yeah. Yeah. That it's, now has a bonfire in it. And now has a bonfire <laughs> yeah. and like is all broken. All the tiles are chipped. And it's yeah. it's a very yeah, it's a very strong choice to have it there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh but you know, rip my rip micro. Rip micro. Yeah. Yeah. We hardly knew ye. <laughs> I feel like every time I watch this movie, I think, oh, surely there's some some way that Punisher is going to save Micro and the family. And then, no, nah, no, it just doesn't happen. Just, yeah. I mean, I think that's that that's 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 a I'll give the movie that that that's a smart thing because mm-hmm. the Punisher is not, you know, a superhero. He's not, you yeah. know, he, he his hands are dirty and he can get into situations where people will die. Yeah. Mm hmm. I think I, I think this movie played with that in a lot of interesting ways. I mean, that's kind of think. what the movie is about. Yeah, he accidentally kills the yeah. uh, FBI man, FBI informant, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, the undercover cop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get back to the minute. Yes. Uh, where did we leave off? Dunstan's out the window. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then. Now, uh, Lord Rutledge then, he, he tries to grab Dunstan as he's going out the window. He fails. So now he's just, his head's sticking out the window fully. Yeah. And uh, Dunstan's climbing up a pipe, kind of looking back at him. And he, and it, I, I don't know if this is meant to entice Dunstan back, or if he's just, now he's just shouting out of frustration. He says, this job is not over. Yeah. Uh, meaning that they're going to keep robbing people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, I don't know if I that's think it's the way. both. Yeah, I don't know if that's the way to convince Dunstan to come back. I don't think Lord Rutledge is in a is a skilled negotiator. No, <laughs> say not. No, no, no. Uh, and then he now this is a full apology. He says, Dunstan, Daddy's sorry. Once again, referring to himself as Daddy, which you know we do not like. We don't like that. Not a fan. Not working. No. Uh, at the end of the last minute, he said, show daddy what you've got. And that's just, that was just unacceptable. And so at the end of every minute now, I guess we're going to get Lord Rutledge saying something referring to himself as daddy. And uh, I'm not, I don't like the, God, I don't like this. This podcast is hell. <laughs> it's upsetting. Hell is other podcasts. <laughs> uh, so then it just the minute ends with Dunstan shaking his head. He's like, nope, not going to go. Yeah. And that's the end of the minute. Uh, Lilith, do you want to s- tell us where we can find you on the internet? Well, I was going to say, uh, Hell is Other Podcasts. My podcast uh, <laughs> has to do a lot with with hell, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it's called Ghost Puncher Core. Uh, it's a actual play D&D podcast. Um, it's, it's been plugged like four times on this, on this or related shows uh, <laughs> already, so I don't know. Uh, you, you maybe already have heard of it, but uh, it's a... It's, uh, it's fun. Um, it follows the story of a, a group of adventurers who are working for Lucifer to uh, uh, recover souls from hell. Um, we're all gay, uh, and we make we make good heavy metal podcast times. Um, I like that full that full idea that that came out. You're collecting souls for hell. You're gay. You're yeah, good podcast times. Yeah, I'm like that sounds like a good time. Yeah, that's <laughs> a way to sell a podcast. <laughs> Um, at this point, uh, this is when I'd like to say what our guest has chosen for minute 32. Babies stay out. You can find me uh, on other podcasts like Nothing New, a remake podcast that I do every month with uh, Justin Kizan. We talk about remakes. Benvinetwork.com slash nothing new. And another podcast, uh, it's on my list. It's on my list, pod.com. Because your kiss, your kiss is on my list. Yes, do you know that song, Lily? 
<laughs> I'm familiar. Thank God someone finally is. Uh, every uh, month it's me and a, a bunch of other yahoos talking about movies that people say you should see and we kind of break down, well, should you? Are they important? Uh, so that, that's a lot of fun. It's on my Uh And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast Andrew. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Very Cool Emily. Also Twitch, but hey, that we're run the we're circling it's the drain on the Twitch streams. Down. Um, mm-hmm. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Um, that's what the website's called. Yeah, applepie.com yeah. Apple Pie ca- slash Apple casts. Dot casts. There it is. They got mm-hmm. the dot casts. Type in Dunstan checks min. Yeah. And you'll find us, and then you give us a five-star rating, mm-hmm. and you review us. And here's what I want the text of your review to be. Mm-hmm. In the text of your review, I want you to pitch a 7-Eleven tie-in product for the film Dunstan Checks In. Oh! <laughs> so imagine wow. that, for whatever reason, in 2019, Dunstan Checks In, or 7-Eleven, is doing a, tie- a promotional tie-in for Dunstan you, Checks You don't want to pretend like it came out, that it came out when the movie came out? Because 7-Eleven existed then. No, I like Lily's idea. This is it. <laughs> Dunstan Checks In is being theatrically re-released. Yeah, it is. It's... <laughs> 22nd anniversary no 23rd because, yeah, because it's, it's now sweeping the nation due to the uh this the podcast yeah, and, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 they're like we don't know why it's so popular <laughs> but they're putting it back in theaters yeah um so you, your pitch for what 7-eleven could sell as a tie-in product for the, the for the re-release of dunce and checks in uh, and then did you say our twitter twitter is maje- is at majestic hotel and why Instagram is Dunstan Checks Men. Email Dunstan Checks Men at gmail.com. We got a YouTube page. Uh, go, there's, there's good stuff on that YouTube page. Yeah, go look Dunstan, look up Dunstan Checks Men on uh, YouTube. Uh, every week I put out a mashup of the trailer for the movie that we're talking about along with the minute that we're talking about. Uh, I, I, I actually really liked the Hot Fuzz one I did last week. So go, go check that one out especially. Check it out before you wreck it out. There you go. Uh, and uh, Lilith, thank you so much for being on. You're very welcome. It's been a pleasure. Uh, and until next week, we're checking out. To all who come to this happy podcast, welcome. And amusings are your musings. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Hi, I'm David. And I'm Kayla. And if it wasn't readily apparent from that, we're huge nerds about Disney. That's why we're doing the Animusings podcast. Once a month, we'll sit down and talk about a film in detail from the Walt Disney Animation Studios filmography, covering them in chronological order, from Snow White to Moana and beyond. To Moana and beyond! Sweetie, we're not doing Pixar yet. We'll do that after. And that's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Kayla and I, and maybe a guest or two, as we explore the Disney animated canon, film by film. With the hope that it'll be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Ooh, nicely said. Don't thank me. Thank Walt. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.